This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is the Buck Sexton Show. It is. It is the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride today. Buck, missing in action. So I walked over from the radio studio into the Blaze Radio Network studio, and here you go. Welcome to the broadcast. Yes, those of you listening to the radio show, uh, Glenn and Pat and myself, Jeff Fisher, were just talking about the overdose of caffeine to the uh, students in the United Kingdom, and uh, they both are okay. Uh, they had uh, you know three hundred times the amount of caffeine put in them, and apparently that's not good for the human body to do that. They're lucky to be alive, and they both say that uh, you know it should have been uh, <clears throat> high priority uh, to. Uh, make it appropriate a training to reduce the foreseeable risk. Oh, the test was perfectly proper. Uh, the error was in the calculation of the amount of caffeine. Yeah, no kidding. You you used your cell phone. Ah, you're fine. You're fine. But the good thing that came out of this, uh, for those of you that, uh, I don't know, are struggling with your, with your weight, like many of us in America, uh, they both lost a lot of weight. They spent a few days in the hospital and they were down well over 20 pounds. So all you got to do, a few days to shoot about 300 grams of caffeine in your body and you're down a good 20, 30 pounds. No problem. And that may answer the question of why France, this is uh, maybe coming to a country near you soon, although I doubt it because America, I don't think, would stand for it. Don't know, though. It's what they tried in New York. Uh, France now bans unlimited sugary drink refills. Can't have the free refills. So I'm guessing so you just charge for each refill. Or now you're going to go in and go, hey, would you like a free bucket of soda with that? Oh, yes, that'd be great. That's the extra, extra large. Oh, we've got the super duper bucket of Diet Coke you can drink. And they're doing that because, of course, I mean. They want to reduce obesity. So, again, it's for you. It's for your safety. It is. It is for your safety. So good for them. And when you're traveling to France, remember that. No more free refills. It's over. All right. So I know we've got the March for Life going on uh, in D.C., and we'll talk a little bit about that as the program progresses. But I also wanted to touch a little bit on... uh, you know, they made such a big deal about the uh, State Department. Uh, the officials who left Wednesday are people who run the machinery of the foreign policy through successive administrations. Uh, that might be part of the problem. What do you think? 
So today, as uh, Prime Minister uh, Theresa May uh, from the United Kingdom uh, heads to Washington, and uh, President uh, Enrique Peña Nieto from Mexico said, uh, no, I'm not coming. Uh, I'm not going to meet with you. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay on my side of the border, which is what we want to begin with. Go ahead. Stay there. Um, on paper, the State Department is now run by Tom Shannon, who was John Kerry's undersecretary of state for political affairs. See, it's a third-ranking position. You want to talk about a muck of muck. That's the State Department of the Unbelievable. And, oh, my gosh, darn the luck. Oh, man, see, now uh, most of the State Department's other senior policy officials, yeah, the deputy secretary, the undersecretary for policy, and the assistant secretaries of the various regional and functional bureaus, Oh, no, they resigned, too, when John Kerry did. So some of them even left before John did. So those posts now are occupied by deputy assistant secretaries or, in some cases, foreign service officer bureaucrats. Oh, no. How will we survive? And I know that they're in an uproar. I know they don't think anything can uh, can happen without their muck muck of the State Department. But I think Rex Tillerson, you know, once he's confirmed, he's going to be confirmed. You know that. He's been, you know, he was the head of, oh, I don't know, one of the largest companies in the world. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. But I, I might have to read his book, which I have not read, The Private Empire, Exxon and American Power. Uh, they portray Tillerson as holding the State Department diplomats in contempt. Yeah, because they were all against what he was doing. Now that he's in the State Department, you know, he's on the other side of the fence. I'm sure he'd be okay. I'm sure he can handle it. In other news, uh, the city with, uh, I don't know, thousands of black Chevrolet Suburbans, you know, Washington, D.C., the State Department's Protective Equipment and Armored Vehicle Division uh, got arrested, stolen, out of job, licensed. What happened? Oh, that's right. They were stealing the SUVs. Oh, what? Yes. All but two of the stolen vehicles, uh, essentially unused 2013 Suburbans, a black one and a white one, together valued at, uh, you know, a little under 100000 were sold by this guy Ratcliffe for profit. He stole tires, wheels. I mean, come on. Maybe that is a little bit of the problem at the State Department. What do you think? Just a, just a little bit of a, uh, caught in the muck of the State Department when we've got, I don't know, Suburbans we're not using. Yeah, just buy them. Just buy them. Park them out back. Uh, we may get to them. We may not. You never know when we'll need them. Somebody will come to town. We may need them. We'll just park them out back. Why don't I just steal them and um, I'll make $408,000 just selling stolen Suburbans. What do you think? Now, I find it fascinating that the vehicles were kept at the home of this man and another unnamed conspirator who now owns the business. Uh, they kept them at the home where he lived. Now, either he's got a huge compound or, I mean, didn't somebody say, got a few new Suburbans in the yard, eh, Bill? I mean, so you got 15 Suburbans you're taking from the State Department and nobody says anything? Oh, wait. Yes, they did because he's arrested. And when asked uh, by the judge, are you pleading guilty today because you're in fact guilty? 
Mr. Ratcliffe said, yes, sir. Oh, yes, I'm guilty. I still didn't think anybody would notice, and oh, darn the luck, somebody did. So maybe that's a little bit of an issue at the State Department. huh? Maybe that's what that whole muck-muck needs to be changed. And that's one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, to start digging through that muck and figuring it out, because all of those people who were there for several regimes in the White House— Republican or Democrat at the State Department, that's, uh, yeah, that is the problem. That is the problem, okay? And so hopefully, uh, you know, between Mr. Tillerson and uh, the President of the United States, uh, we'll be able to weed through that muck, no problem. Thanks for uh, coming along for the ride today. This is Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton. Buck is out uh, gallivanting the countryside. I don't even know, is he all right? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what he's doing. Now, this also today... Uh, the United States. Uh, I want to read this. I want to read this word for word for you, and then I want you to. Uh, let's, we're going to go to school here for a little bit, okay? And I hated school. I, oh my gosh, did I hate school? Just ask anyone. I mean, I when I was there, I hated it, and when uh, because I wasn't there a lot, you know, you knew I hated it. The United States was downgraded <clears throat> from full democracy to flawed democracy in the 2016 Democracy Index which cites declining trust in the government and as the cause of its new rating. The report is the Economist Intelligent Unit's ninth annual Democracy Index. In 2016, the number of full democracies dropped from 20 to 19. The United States puts it at 21 in the international rankings, below Japan and tied with Italy. President Trump, the report says, harnessed that low trust of the government to win the presidency. The report, however, doesn't blame the new rating entirely on Trump, noting the downward trend in trust is over the last several decades. And boy, it makes you want to get your hand on the full report, doesn't it? The U.S. has been teetering on the brink of becoming a flawed democracy for years. And the report says it cites the decline starting with the Vietnam War in the 1960s, the civil rights movement, the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy with the and the Watergate scandal. It allegedly continued to decline over the last several decades. By tapping a deep strain of political disaffection with the functioning of democracy, Mr. Trump became a beneficiary of the low esteem in which U.S. voters hold their government, elected representatives, and political parties, but he was not responsible for a problem that is long gestation. In total, the Economist Intelligence Unit measured the decline in democracy in 72 countries and an increase in 38 countries last year. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? I'd like you to just take that little story. Just remember that the U.S. no longer considered a full democracy. Okay, I'd like you to repeat after me now, okay? In fact, just... Say it to yourself. If you're driving, you don't have to repeat after me, but I want you to say it to yourself a number of times. And if you have children in the car, you know, say it with them, okay? The United States of America is not a democracy. Say it. There you go. Say it again. Say, yes, yes, that's right. In the back seat, say it again. The United States of America is not a democracy. There you go, everybody. Now the whole family. I know you're driving. You're gonna. You're in the drive-through. You've already ordered. Say it. The United States of America is not a democracy. 
And when you get home, sit around the table, eat your Chick-fil-A, and tell the kids that it's a democratic republic, okay? And then you can look it up and they can figure out exactly what that is because it ain't a democracy. You good? Now, I'm sure the full report is just riveting. I mean, I want to read the Economist Intelligent Unit's Ninth Annual Democracy Index word for word. I do. But when they start out downgrading the United States from a full democracy, when they know, and if they don't know, it's sad that, you ready? The United States of America is not a democracy. Got it? Okay. Thank you. Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Jeff Fisher sitting in, and we have a whole bunch more for you. This is the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. This is where I go. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Jeff Fisher sitting in for him. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Uh, Instagram, at JeffyMRA. And Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You know, as much as you find things about President Trump, that you just maybe don't agree with and you just don't understand it. And, you know, he's up tweeting saying, hey, you know, good job, Miami. Uh, Hey, Mexico, we don't need you anyway. Have a nice day. Uh, I was going to cancel you before you canceled me. I mean, that's him, right? I mean, that's who he is. I still then have to just sit back every so often and remind myself. Just remind myself. I need to actually put maybe maybe use it as a um, some kind of ringtone. Uh, that for someone who calls me periodically so that every so often I get reminded, Obama is out of office. Barack Obama is no longer the president of the United States. It will be better. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. See? Does that make you feel better? So when you're getting a call from whoever and the phone just, Barack Obama is no longer president. It will be okay. That's your ringtone. I'll give you a ringtone. Hold on. I'll, I'll give you the silence. Ready? You're receiving an incoming call. Barack Obama is no longer president of the United States. Yes, you're still receiving the incoming call. Barack Obama is no longer the president of the United States. Things will be better. There's your ringtone. You're welcome. No problem. All yours. Okay? Because then you're reminded of, I don't know, all the regulations he took care of. 
I mean, we talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, during the week, the he's and she's from, you know, all the regulations to avoid gender norms. We talked about it's okay to have pigs on airplanes, and I'm really not opposed to uh, pigs on airplanes. Write your own jokes. And, uh, you know, I mean, if they help you get through your life, well, a pot-bellied pig doesn't hurt anything, right? It doesn't matter. We were not being able to define uh, the menu in less than 170 words, which, you know, is costing restaurants a, a fortune. And I, I'm not, you know, I, some of it is okay. The problem is, is that it's okay if the business wanted to do it. Not being forced to by the government. So if the business told me everything that was on their menu and their calories and what was in each little piece of food, great. Love it. And I go next door and they don't have it. And I say, you know, the people next door have all the information. And maybe they hear it from enough people. They go, well, maybe I should do that too. Oh, my. Is that What's that called? That's called something. What is that called? Oh, I know. Free market. Mandating businesses to allow miniature horses as guide to... As guide animals, I mean, seriously, if you're a blind person, if you're working at a store and a blind person comes in and they're, you know, being helped by a miniature horse, are you the person who says, hey, you can't come in here without a horse? Are you really? Are you going to be that person? I don't think so. I think the blind person is okay. I mean... I haven't seen a lot of blind people walking around with their miniature horses, but I'm okay with it if they do. You know, you see them with the you see the service dogs with the military veterans. You see the service dogs with the blind. You know, who cares if the blind? You know, hey, so you're out walking that miniature horse, huh? Must be blind. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's okay. Do we need the government telling us that? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, weighing kids in weighing weighing kids in daycare because they want because of Michelle Obama's school lunch rules because they want to make sure that your kid isn't overweight. I would not have done well as a child during the Barack Obama daycare weigh-in days. They would my parents would have been in prison. You know, we're gonna have to put you in jail. Your kid's way too fat. I, I mean, a, no question. I mean, the shopping in the husky section that was me. I always hated that. I always hated that. It made me feel disillusioned about life. Maybe my parents were bad people. Bad, bad people because of it. It made me feel bad. Now, one of the things that happened when uh, our president, Barack Obama, before he left office, and remember, he's out of office now. Things will be better. He freed a bunch of people from prison. And the only reason that I kind of like this story is because it's really a strange story, and it's from my hometown. The guy gets freed from the Barack Obama plan of, hey, he was a gang member, and yeah, okay, so he was, uh, you know, he was convicted of selling over five grams of cocaine, distributing cocaine, all that kind of stuff, and he got 19 years. It does seem excessive. I'll give you that. No, no question. It does seem excessive, although I don't know how many more than five grams that was that he was selling, and he was involved in a big gang sweep in, uh, in Saginaw, Michigan, which uh, when I was there... When I grew up 150 years ago in Saginaw, Michigan, we were one of America's great cities, and we were one of America's all-American cities. That's what it was. It was the all-American logo on it. And at the same time, we were the murder capital of the country for our size. So you ain't taking that from me. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, it was a mean street to Saginaw, bro. Okay. Now, so the guy gets free. He goes back to a halfway house in Saginaw, Michigan, back home to Saginaw, Michigan. He's in there. Two men wearing masks and assault rifles enter the halfway house, gather everyone up in the house, search the house, find him, kill him. Amazing. I'm just, and they don't know who it, who it was. Oh, nope. We and if, if you're in the halfway house, did you see anything? No, <laughs> no. You see anything? Nope. Look like uh, I don't know. Short people with miniature horses came in here, and uh, I mean they just started shooting everything up. The horses went crazy, and that guy died. That's it. Yep, that's what happened. Sorry, I didn't see anything else. Have a nice day. I want to get out of here alive. Okay. So, yes, violence, more violence, thanks to letting people out of prison, thanks to our former president, Barack Hussein Obama. Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton. Boring mere moments. The Buck Sexton Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. How in the world are you? Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton today on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Buck is, uh, I don't know, he's missing. I don't know where he is. I came, I looked, he was gone. And I said, oh my gosh, somebody's got somebody's to do the show, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to spend the afternoon looking for him. So I sat down and thought I'd join you today on the Blaze Radio Network. And you can join in if you feel like it. There's the number there. You know, 888-900-3393. You don't have to. You do not have to. You can just kind of hang out and relax and enjoy the show today. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. And you can follow me on Instagram, at JeffyMRA as, as well. When I say to you, University of Missouri, Duke University, University of San Diego, Emory University, University of California, Berkeley, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, New York University, Tufts University, Harvard University, University of Southern California, and the list goes on and on. Do you think of, hey, those are institutes of higher learning. Man, I want my kids to go there. (laughs) Well, good if you do. But you probably don't. You probably don't. Those schools all have in common and play along with the University of Maryland. Now, what does the University of Maryland have in common with all those colleges? You know what? They made a list of 64 demands to the institution. And they did that 
days after the election. They felt so marginalized. It was just terrible. They couldn't survive. They couldn't survive. And they want to make demands on the university because they're in charge, okay? And when you hear when you hear people who want to be the Democratic National Chairperson, like Sally Boynton Brown from Idaho, she is the Democratic Party Executive Director from Idaho, and nothing says, I mean, racial tension like the state of Idaho. Oh man, when you Idaho. You think racial tension? You think Idaho. So she's vying for the national job. Now, I'm going to have to go through. We're gonna, she's at the Candidates Forum. I am going to find the audio and hopefully play it for you uh, tomorrow on my show, uh, 9 to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, play some more audio of the other candidates who want to be the chairperson. Because Sally, I'm sorry, uh, Ms. Boynton-Brown from Idaho, uh, is speaking at the candidates forum. So she's out hawking for a job, right? She's telling them, hey, this is why I'm good for you. This is why I'm good for you. This is why I need the job. My job is to listen to the issues. Yes. Amen, my job Sally. is to listen and be a voice. And yes. my job is to shut other white people down when Wait, they want to interrupt. Wait. My job Wait. is to shut other white people down Wait. when they want to say, oh, no, I'm not prejudiced. What? I'm a Democrat. I'm accepting. My oh. job is to make sure that they get that they have privilege. Yes. And until we shut our mouths and we listen yes. to those people Amen, who Sally. don't and we lift listen. our people up so that we all have equity in this country. Pretty sure we do. I I look around. I could be, you know, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure we do, Sally. But there's going to be some more audio coming from that Candidates Forum that's going to be just as good as Sally. Because her job is to shut people up. (laughs) I can't be prejudiced. I'm a Democrat. Yes, you are! Shut up and listen, Whitey! That's what she's for. That's going to be her job. Boy, will that be fun when she's in charge. But the University of Maryland... This is what happens when you get people like Sally talking about my job is to shut people up. She does get to the point where we need to listen, but she that's after you shut up. Hey, I don't want to listen to you. You listen to me. You? <laughs> I mean, I've already said that I'm sorry and I'm white and you're and i'm i've lived a privileged life and you haven't so i'm just gonna shut up that's my job to shut up and get other people to shut up i got it but then you get to the university of maryland and they came up with 64 demands and i don't know if we're gonna get through all these 64 demands but some of them this is what what happens in colleges and when you read the list the other list of universities that I read earlier are pretty much the same. Uh, required diversity training 
uh, four SGA recognized and Greek organizations. So any any of those organizations required diversity training. The university employ more professors of color in all university departments. What if they aren't qualified for the job? Tough. Increased mental health support and resources for students of color. Yes, because they've have suffered more than anyone. University scholarships for students of marginalized communities. I'm pretty much we're doing that. Um, do you get to decide what the marginalized communities are? Oh, you know what communities those are. Those are the communities where there's no white people. Oh, yeah, that's right. A statement from President Lowe reassuring marginalized University of Maryland students that the university is committed to making the UMD a safe space for all marginalized groups in response to the election and urging these students to speak out when they feel that the university is not meeting this goal. And they're busy. Uh, they're like little busy little beavers at the University of Maryland right now, the first of the year. We've come back from the holidays, <laughs> and we're just trying to figure it out and find a way to make everybody okay. We don't want anybody's feelings to hurt. We want immediate response to hate speech or actions from the university, including consequences. Is anyone not react when there's perceived hate speech? Anyone? Oh, you sit there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, man. He's, he hates you. I mean, somebody, I'm guessing, would say, you know, you ought to sh- Shut up. Oh, oh, that's what that's what she said. Never mind. We can't do that. Immediate turnaround for the removal of hate speech printed or written on campus property, sidewalks and boards. A task force separate from UMPD officers to look into investigations. I bet you you get to pick that task force, too, don't you? Revamping the diversity and cultural competency general education requirement. Wait, what? Revamping the diversity and cultural competency general education requirement. What the hell does that mean? Students that meet this requirement should take a class that allows them not only to understand other cultures, but also by the end of the course, have an understanding of privilege, oppression, and marginalized groups. Yes. Representation of students of color on UMD Student Judiciary and Senate. Don't they vote for those? Pretty sure they do. So they could run and there'd be more and more people. Establishing a voluntary accreditation for activist groups. Make free legal advice available. Oh, yes, make free legal advice available for students participating in activism who face slander or other dishonest claims while exercising their rights to protect free speech. So if I'm in trouble with the police and I threw stuff at police officers, I want free. Free legal advice, please. Provide protection during campus events that might make students feel unsafe because of their political implications. Come on. I.e. Israel Fest or Mus- for Muslim and Arab students. What? Columbus Day and Independence Day for American Indian students. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We need protection to provide it because, man, students are unsafe. The Columbus Day? <laughs> Whoa. University of Maryland match the campus minimum wage to print. Oh, all right. You want to work at the school store for $18 an hour. Establish safe, secure, and permanent location for the Office of Civil Rights and Sexual Misconduct at the University of Maryland. 
I mean, is it in a pull-up trailer out back now? Pretty sure they probably have a, a place to, to do it. American Indian student community? Oh, boy. For the Latinx student community? For the LGBTQIA? Well, man, we're going to keep adding letters to this. We might as well just call it the alphabet soup. For the LGBTQIA student community? Mandated facility training in the fundamentals of campus inclusion of queer folks. Mandated mandated faculty training in the fundamentals of campus inclusion of queer folks. (laughs) This can't can't be real. It can't be. Students be allowed the choice of different gender roommates in the residence halls through random matching, multi-stall gender-inclusive bathrooms in every building with multi-stall bathrooms. That won't cost too much money to remodel all of those. Converting the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, the LGBT studies program, into a department in order to provide circular autonomy. But I thought it was the, this is the, Converting the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender studies programs. I mean, it's this is for the LGBTQIA student community. I think we need to first change the sign on the door for the studies program to L, from LGBT to LGBTQIA. Before anything happens, we need to change the sign, period. For the Muslim student community, oh, yeah, we got to get to the Muslims. Protect the names and religious ethnic affiliations of students should they be demanded from the government for harmful use. Increase the number of safe designated prayer areas on on campus. One room in each major building designated for prayer. Is anyone stopping anyone from praying places? Anyone. I, I I would I would love to see, or at least hear. I, it's a big country, so there's probably one that says, "You know what? You can't put your rug down here and pray." But I'm guessing it's not very many times, and we're not even halfway through the list. Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. My job is to listen to the issues. My job is to listen and be a voice. And my uh-huh. job is to shut other white people down Wait, when what? they want to interrupt. My job is to shut other white people down. Yeah, that's my job, okay? To shut other white people down. Okay, so I was going through this list uh, by the University of Maryland. And of course, you know, they've got. For the pro-Palestine student communities, for the undocumented student community, and we were at the Muslim student community, but I can't get past the LGBTQIA student community. What the hell is LGBTQIA? So, I went to the <laughs> I went to the internet, and it told me. 
lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual resource center. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the resource center is just where I looked up what it stands for. So it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual. And gladly, online, there's a resource center that these people can go to and find out just exactly what the... There's no upcoming events, by the way, at the LGBTQI events. Um, events portion of the website. Hours and location of staff. I wonder where this, where this is at. But I'm telling you what. Uh, there was a huge list of (laughs) what the uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual uh, list should be involved. And so just know that if you're heterosexual and you like the opposite sex of what you are, and by that, by what you are, I mean by what you were born as, male or female, you should shut My up. job is to listen to the issues. Yeah, you should shut up. My job is to listen and be a voice. And my job is to shut other white people down when they want to interrupt. Thank you. And I don't care. And, and actually, uh, I don't care what color you are. If you're part of the LGBTQIA crowd, you can talk. If you're not, <laughs> you better listen to uh, uh, Miss Idaho, who wants to be the chairperson of the Democratic National Convention, because it's going to be her job. My job is to listen to the issues. No, it's not. No, it's not. My job is to listen and be a voice. Oh, and my job is to shut other white people down. When That's her job, is to shut other white people down. Or, unless you're white and part of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual crowd then she doesn't have to shut you up. But if you're not part of the LGBTQIA group, (laughs) shut up. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.